0: This is Capital City with Capital J. All right. Today's topic, we're talking about female MCs, and we just started off with Trina and Mia X because it's a controversial place to go. I know a lot of people cannot understand that either one of these people have impact. Now, Trina, there are a lot of Trina's kids out here today, but I think that that's a bad thing because Trina wasn't polished when she came out. And I never and I never felt like she got to the point where she was fully polished on the microphone. And like, you know, I hey man, I grew up, I heard Roxanne Shantae, Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifa, MC Light. People who are extremely polished and they had to be to even be in the game. And Trina, yeah, when I listened, you know, it just did not feel polished. You know what I mean? You bougie. Hey. It, <laughs> you didn't, know? it didn't feel polished, man. Hey, you talking is. to a dude that loved J.J. Fad. And I told you, man, when I like to me, even Mia X felt more like when you listen to that when I listen to the whole No Limit camp, the reason I gave Mia X her props she is because fit. none of those guys were polished and she was one of the more polished. She, that's artists. she went further. Yes. Right. And and When you've been around it for a long time, you listen, and you can tell who's been doing it for a while, Mm -hmm. and the experience helps put the sheen and the glow on the polish. You know, like this this, this experience with knowing where where to emphasize certain words and staying on the beat a certain way, and it's all this stuff comes together and, and makes something different that I didn't hear when I heard Trina. MP, you know what and I mean? And
1: who, who you think had to work harder to get the respect? The pretty girl or Mia X? And that's work harder to get the respect. Yeah, to be that polished, to be that great at what she was doing. And and that's not a shot at Mia X. But, it just shows to me, yeah, Mia X was supposed to be that Compared to Trina, when we talking about the microphone part of it,
0: yeah, Trina was the beginning of the yeah female rappers today. Like she was the beginning of yeah. what you hear now. Trina started, right? What you hear now out of a lot of rappers today, But uh, women, uh, girl rappers especially. But yes. that, um, you know, that's yeah. that's, but but for so many people, that's part of the problem is that, that
1: subject matter. That you used you to have
0: in. to be polished to participate in the craft. Like, suppose basketball allowed basketball players to be as horrible at playing basketball and still go to the NBA as we let rappers be at their craft. You know what I mean? And then people still like it, and maybe somebody would still get a kick out of the entertainment. It could still, the basketball could be entertaining even if you're watching bad basketball. It doesn't mean it's not entertaining. It can be entertaining. Bad can be as entertaining as good. You can spend time watching a bad movie and laugh all the way through it the same way you can laugh at the best comedy ever made. I have. So entertaining is one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But we've been around this long enough to know that there's certain things, like you got to hit beats on time and, and you expect, you know, when the beat's fast, I expect you to stay on it. And it's just certain things that you know when it's not right, man, and it's so much not right now and it's acceptable. Right, like rapping off beat. Rapping off beat is acceptable. That wasn't acceptable <laughs> and nobody like, but but that's because the gatekeepers are not there anymore. Back when, you, you know, the gatekeepers would not have allowed, um, we get it, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. You know, you know, you just do, not, yeah, you know who
1: you are. Mother. Yeah, yeah, you know who
0: you are. But but that that stuff was not allowed. And then you know, I like, I don't think that Trina Trina wouldn't have made it in a previous era before you know the time that she came out was the perfect time to come out because Master P had already established that unpolished can make it because all that work was unpolished at a level like at a level that we had never heard such unpolished music being presented yeah. commercially before. Never. And once that happened, once Never. Master P got away with letting Silk the Shocker rap Man. and and these, these horribly engineered beats that, you right. know, you cut it on in your car, you can't hear nothing but bass, yeah. or you can't hear the bass at all. Absolutely. And it's... I remember it. Like, what is this? This has created a climate today where... People have no idea what good is supposed to sound like.
1: But okay, so what's your uh, what's your metric? Like what what are you comparing this to? And the only reason I asked that question is because it almost sounds like um what i thought for so long that northern um trends or northern ways of doing
0: things transcend all over nah. the US. It's not it's not the northern way. Because that same polish, UGK had it. The ghetto boys were extremely polished. Uh, like, yeah. like the polish, wait, you know, it, it's not just northern. Like this, this just it was across the board in the music industry. Every city, like you know, anybody so, investing in music, they had a gatekeeper that would if it, like if you had the money, then you had somebody you trusted mm-hmm. to go to the studio with these people and make sure that the finished product mm-hmm. didn't have mistakes in it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's so, you know, like I said, it's it's just sloppy across the board. A lot of sloppy work is getting out. And that's, like I said, the part of it too is the record labels being gone and then people just putting the music out on their own. Put anything out. Right. And, and if people dig it, then the song is gone it's it's off it's got life of its own now right. whether answer. it was polished or not if people dig it they're going to take it as it is right and that's you know that's where we are now and and you know it I know it sounds like a serious complaint but it's I'm not, I'm not my complaint is not that serious you know what I'm saying it is what it is and the consumer today if that's what you like then that's what we're going to have to get used to listening to but you know we've all Anybody that that took part in hip hop from its inception, you were taught rules and you remember what the description of tight was. You know, songs had to be tight. Right. And if it wasn't, then you would never be allowed to for for people to hear it. You never had the opportunity to present it to the masses until it was tight back in the day because, mm-hmm. you know, the gatekeepers would not allow it. I, I got
1: my own views on that, you know, you know? the whole gatekeeper thing. <clears throat> hey, and will I, we be as diversified or will we have the amount of creatives that we have now? Well, because, you know. We,
0: we did then when we had the gatekeepers. Because gatekeepers weren't just in New York. There was some right. in Houston. There was some in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. There was some in Florida. Like Miami-based, you think. Like there were a lot of bad Miami-based rappers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Luke Skywalker was polished. Two Live Crew was polished. Quiet oh, yeah. City, polished. Like, these guys didn't just pop up out of nowhere. They've been in the game for years. They know how to make a song front to back. Like, them boys from Quiet City, there were two guys, CC Lemonhead and I forget the other guy's name. They were Chill Deal Boys, Quiet City DJs, gone, um 69 Boys. They were part of all of this. But they were taught. Talk- so a lot of And them that was things. good work. Yeah. Well, you know, Sammy so Bass. Good had, work.
1: A, a lot a lot of them had um um direction on mm-hmm. how to make the hits and you know, and so just like we say, well you, you say, because I I think she's dope, but you say Trina wasn't polished enough, right? So now she got better. That, she got way better through the years. And you you saw her becoming polished. During that time, who had the most commercial success? Well, I know Lauren Hill because of the album she did, but I'm yeah. just saying, like... Lil' Kim next. Lil' Kim was next. What was Lil' Kim doing there,
0: during that time? Oh, you mean by the time trainers coming out? Yeah. Uh, shoot, she's in the middle of her own solo. Well, let me see. Nan came out around, what, 98? Trick Daddy Nan? 99. 98,
1: so 98,
0: 99. Lil' Kim had was probably finishing her solo run. Like, you know, this is towards the end of Not Tonight and all Biggie. of that. Right. Biggie, of Biggie. Biggie died in 97. 96? No, Rod Tupac died in 96. Tupac died in 96. Biggie died. died in 97, yeah. which left Lil' Kim with another couple of years right, to run things, 98, 99. Now it's Trina. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because Trick Daddy happened first. Then trainer got on. Mm-hmm. hmm And I always say, you know, Trick Daddy is one of the people that came up because of the void left by Tupac's passing. And they, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, he. You don't he, think his he, influence would have been there? Nah, he would still, like, Trick Daddy would have happened. But I don't know if he would have, like, Tupac being out of the way um, left space for Trick Daddy, Master P, and DMX. To pick up They split They split split Their fans You know what I'm saying And I say Ja Rule To an extent too And I'm I'm using All these people Because Listen to what they Ja Rule Ja Rule DMX, DMX Trick Daddy And Master P I don't think Any of those guys Are as successful If Tupac is alive Over the next 10 year period I don't think Any of those guys Reach the level Of success that they had. I'm not saying they wouldn't have gotten anywhere, but I want you to think about what DMX and Ja Rule had in the void. I know. <laughs> Shirtless thugs <laughs> yeah. with bandanas on, I that the gonna... chicks are digging, you know, like that that uh, visually uh, you're right. The Tupac's visual influence is the gone. DMX gone. and Ja Rule filled that role. Right. The and, um, true thug nature. Like Think about thug life, thug life, thug life. Mm-hmm. Trick daddy picked up on the thug life thing. You know, and he's a thug. For them, and them, it was, it's delivery. It's the unpolished delivery. Like, a lot of people use simplicity in their raps. Like, I don't think that Jay-Z's raps are that complicated. No, they're not. You know, he's a they're master not. of simplicity. Yes, he is. You know what I'm saying? Piggy three. was another master yeah. of simplicity. Like, Nas is more complex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but, but... Jay Z and Biggie did simplicity very well and it was the delivery that helped get the simplicity over. If you don't have a the proper delivery, a polished delivery cannot present simplicity and make it get over. It's 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 just too it's too hard on the ears. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's that's probably for me that was thing like Trina in the beginning, she was Simp- the simplicity was there, but the delivery wasn't. And later on, she got better with the delivery. It was easier for me to accept what she was offering. You mm-hmm. know? But I'm not, I'm not trash and trainer by any means. She worked hard because if you see an artist grow, then you know that oh, people recognize guy, right? deficits and they worked on it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? hmm
1: Or well, got around the right people. Got
0: around the right people. That's what I was alluding to, that, you know, she might not have been taught how... Well, she was she- around Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy is not like like... You Know, let, let's let's say for, for a mentor, Trick Daddy is a blends. great mentor. He was smoking dirty blends, but he also understands this. Like, listen, anybody that can ride a Miami bass beat, then turn around and flip it on, on, you know, go 120 and then go 60 beats a minute mm-hmm. and do it well. Like, Trick Daddy was a good rapper. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, know what I I'm not saying? saying that in the way, cause I, and yeah, yeah if you're if you around Trick Daddy long enough, you're gonna get good eventually. And yeah. she got good. But when you listen, like, when I listen to the most recent song, it sounded like she did take her time off and she regressed. And that's just mm-hmm. me being straight up, you know? I didn't hear it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's that's what I hear. But, you know, you know, this is all for the sake of argument. You know what I mean? Right. Like, my word ain't bond. Or maybe today's
1: music has influenced her when she influenced it and it's all influenced.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but man, uh, like when I hear that new City Girls, I hear Trina in the early days. Sound like young Miami is struggling over that beat. You know what I'm saying? That's just not her type of record. She's not good at it. Which, yeah, so- hey, since since we still talking about female MCs and what they bring to the table, how you like Omaretta the Great? I
1: gotta listen more.
0: This is um you you familiar with the song Sorry Not Sorry? where she's going in on people who are not from Atlanta. Heard about it. Right. Heard about it. Now, let's talk about that for a second. I had a conversation with my brother. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you think it's kind of corny to be telling people in the the area is the greater Atlanta metro, you know, to be trying to distinguish Atlanta from the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And me, on the other hand, I'm like, well, you know, I kind of dig her spunk and her energy in defending her area. You know, my argument is leave it up to the people who are from there to determine where there is and who is from there. But her complaint is not just about people coming to the area and trying to blow up. Her complaint is, I'm from the actual city of Atlanta, of Atlanta. and y'all talking College Park, not Atlanta. Right. Not, not Atlanta. Right. Maranatha, not Atlanta. I,
1: right. I get what she's saying. Right, right. <laughs> but
0: but I also, but if you're from College Park, you're close enough to Atlanta that you're not infiltrating anything if you're doing your recording in Atlanta and blow up Atlanta. Like so Her beef is with the people next door, not the people from the next state. Mm -hmm. You know I understand territorial Mm -hmm. You know If you're territorial about your Your music and your home You know I get it Ludacris had a hell of a comeback I didn't hear it It was very valid You know what I'm saying He's like look You can sit here and talk about Not Atlanta But how you gonna say Tell me I ain't Atlanta Like of course Ludacris Is from Chicago Moved to Atlanta Blew up in Atlanta, but like, look, a lot of Atlanta shine is because Ludacris repped it so hard. So how dare you? <laughs> you see what right. I'm saying? So I get, I get both sides of that.
1: Everybody
0: from, you know, from Edgecombe County, just claim Rocky Mount one time, you know, and then Tarboro and Princeville, like, you know, but the, but when you get there, you realize it's Tarboro, Princeville, and Rocky Mount. Edgecombe, you know, same yeah. thing about Raleigh and Durham. You come. People say Raleigh-Durham, but they're two different cities. Right. And when you're in Raleigh, no person from Raleigh is going to claim Durham, and no person from Durham will ever claim Raleigh. So (laughs) when you come here from somewhere else and you decide to refer to it as Raleigh-Durham, I totally understand the residents. Like, no, Raleigh's over there, and Durham's over here. Mm -hmm. And they are not the same at all. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The only thing I like about them is that they're close to each other. And they got a little bit of research Triangle park each one of them, other than that none of the none of the cities in the triangle are like the next one, like as soon as you cross oh, yes. over from one into the next, new identity, yes. new visuals, everything's different, but we are all part of the greater metro. you see what I'm saying, but these cities you know people from these places struggle to maintain their identity,
1: you know and like her her argument. You know, it, and I'm pretty sure it was just for the dimensions that she even did it. You
0: know, but if her but it, but it's is, what's the difference? It's of, something that's probably been discussed a thousand times in the hood. Though, like they say, the Trump, man, I'm so sick of these poses. You see
1: what I'm saying? Right, it, mm. it's got to do with intellectual property um and being territorial over you know that piece. And I think that
0: um, right. You yeah, know, dance stuff and styles and ways to move and dance and words and they don't want it. other people come here and capitalize on it. It's
1: like gentrification in the physical sense, you know? Or financially.
0: <laughs> yeah, musical gentrification.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's Right.
0: The area's hot. I'm gonna come here and take it over and Right. Yeah. But you know, gentrific yeah. Got to figure out a another word for it since it's us doing it. Us. <laughs> hey, who else? Who else gonna say that? Who uh, else gonna say that? Right, right. That's a good who way to put it say? though. Musical gentrification, but right. but not gentrification. This guy is some. This has got to be something else. But we, you know, we saw the same thing with Compton. You know it happened when Compton was hot. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody went from Compton, but everybody from California that was black. You know, you just kind of felt Compton. You know. Some, some cast is from Watts, Snoop's from Long Beach, Englewood, all kind of places. Everybody ain't from Compton. I think it's dope that um,
1: it's, even, it's even got to the point of people caring about. Well, I guess nowadays it, it did get to the point about People caring about where you were from. But now, nobody cares where you're from. As long as they can mm-hmm. catch a vibe to what
0: you're doing. Yeah, I don't think people care at all anymore, you yeah. know. Like, there was a time you almost needed to be from one of those places to get a little bit of, um, you know, credibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, people didn't take you seriously, you know. But, yeah, I don't think it matters at all. Now, look at Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. She's another, another. you know, we talk about, you know, they. The the glue in this conversation is female MCs, even though we look all over the place. The glue is female MCs. And Megan Thee Stallion, when I look at her, I see a true blue songwriting force. You know, she writes, she can spit. You know, her style is a bit masculine for my taste for a female artist, but she's good. She is good at what she does, man. Well, how do you feel about Nicki? Nicki Minaj. How did you and how do you? I like Nicki Minaj's style too. I like her better when she's um, on some a little bit more hardcore hip hop than than her commercial side. But um y'all yeah, like her. She um you know, I like Doja Cat too. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Doja Cat's a rapper. Yes. Okay. Like, hey. If you can rap, you're a rapper if that's what you want to be. And if you can sing, you can call yourself a singer if you want to, and if you want to call yourself both. like It's like Drake can sing, but he can rap too, so he's a rapper when he when he's rapping. He's a singer when he's singing, just like Lauryn Hill, just like Doja Cat. She's rapping. She's a rapper. And she's a good one too. She's a good songwriter, man. She has good ideas. Yeah, she does. She does. You know? I heard the question asked, so I asked you the question. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, somebody else would beg the difference, You know, a lot of people think that, you know, a lot of people that think that people should stick to one thing, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I like the diversity in the game right now. You know, how many rappers right now are just rappers anyway? Like, you know, the way that the music is going and the way the style is now, there's an there's a element of singing to it anyway. Everybody who raps is singing a little bit now. Well not everybody, but a lot of these. I get kids, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They, they put they put melody in it, in into it. Yeah, because they uh,
1: the computer do a lot of it for them.
0: Yeah, like think about Lou Uzivert, XO Tour Life. Lil' Uzi Vert is a rapper, right? Yes. I don't really can you cry? Uh, <laughs> that's singing, ain't it?
1: Absolutely that's it,
0: Right. You see what I'm saying? The but now is anybody and... arguing whether Lou Uzivert is a rapper?
1: No. You see? Cause they they just accept what the young boys are doing. that's, yeah. that's why you he never heard that argument. Right, like if you make that argument, you sound old. Right, and right. Bro, oh, oh, people telling his, people
0: what they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you can't right. rap and sing. Oh, yeah, you old. Yeah, you old. You, you see, old. Gonna sh- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he gonna yeah. change his opinion then. You yeah, know? These, yep. These are <laughs> yeah. It's a new time, man. Absolutely. It's a new time. People rapping and singing. But, you know, it's been going on for a while. I'll, I present to you UTFO. hmm They sang to, there's a group called Whistle. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Um, they had a song called Buggin'. B-b-b-bug, bug, 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 oh, bug, 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 yes. bug, bug, bug. Now, that was a rap song, but they also sang Barber's Bedroom. I was in Barbara's bedroom. Oh, I was in Barbara's bedroom. You should have seen me in Barbara's bedroom. They had harmony and everything. So, how the hell do you know all this? Hey man, I have been doing this. And you just
1: pull it out for a out, long like, like, time. It's amazing sitting here watching you compute this shit <laughs> and just pull. Hope said pulling words out of air like Bluetooth. He
0: doing that with this. <laughs> Who knows hey, that? Who hey can man, just
1: pull that off the top?
0: Google music right here. <laughs> on top of my neck.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, there have always been singers in, in this. You know, UTFO has sung songs before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the first album had a slow jam on it. Fairy tale lover. Be my fairy tale lover. It was a good song. You know what I'm saying? It reeked of, of force MDs to me. You know, but some md is another group. Are they rappers? Are they singers? hmm Most people would say M D's were rappers. I mean, were singers. But, you know, they rap too, man. It chin for a scratch. Had dope verses in it. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, this is not like, blurring the lines is not a brand new thing. Like, cat has been singing for a long time. We got away for, from it for a little while. But it's it's just back now, that's all. And all right. now
1: that the gatekeepers and, you know, they, they term gatekeepers.
0: But the best way to describe the gatekeepers is just tell you who they are. A&Rs. Um, what do they do? Record label heads. Like, these are the people. Like, A&R at a record label. Artists, research, development, stuff like that. They're trying to figure out what people want. And then they find people to fit that mold. Mm-hmm. And if you're not quite there, they can help you develop into that. So, you know, at a record label, you going have to go through an A&R or some type of development. That's a gatekeeper. A program director at a radio station is a gatekeeper.
1: All all these positions that you name
0: it, are they are... Um, these are the people that say yes or no. Opinion-based decisions. Mm-hmm. But they're also based... Um, it's not strictly the consumer is the most opinion-based person involved. Like the gatekeeper, there is opinion, yes, but there should be, now I'm not saying it always is, but there should be a balance of opinion, research, what other people's opinions are, Mm -hmm. the market. So hopefully a good gatekeeper is taking all that in consideration and it's bigger than his own opinion because like me – myself. Um, when I was on the radio doing weekend mix shows, I was gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. But I would not let my personal opinion outweigh the the majority. If the majority of people are telling me a song's a hit and I don't like it, I'm not, I'm going to play it still. Yeah, I'm a DJ, man. I'm here to please the people, you know? I'm not it's not about what I like. I'm a gatekeeper, but I'm also the gatekeeper. It's not just I'm not just a gatekeeper for my own music. That's selfish. So, if you're a selfish gatekeeper, then you're hurting the community. If the only thing you can let through the gate is what you like, Mm -hmm. then you're hurting the community. Like, I just sat here and talked about how much I wasn't a fan of that song by Usher and the City Girls. Mm -hmm. But if the people like it, I'm not going to tell them they can't have it. So, you know, you got to be a good gatekeeper. And there are some bad ones that mess things up for a while, and that's how we got to where we are. The gatekeepers closed the door for people with class. They closed the door on people that, that spoke life into the community. They closed the door on people that spoke intelligence. The gate At some point, we had bad gatekeepers, and they closed the door on a lot of things. Okay, I'll give you that one. Or
1: it, it it could have been a difference of opinion. If your
0: opinion's involved and you're a bad gatekeeper. You said keep it, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So if you're sitting over there, like at some point the gatekeeper said, hey, I think that we, you know, one of the gatekeepers or a lot of the gatekeepers decided that what we need is music about drinking. Uh, drugs and sex and going to jail.
1: The only reason I say that, you know, is because bad the, the end game is <laughs> to make money. Mm-hmm. So if that's what's making money, then why not go? And I, I get what you're saying, but
0: because there are other things that make money too. Lauren Hill made more money than any of these other tricks out here talking about. So there is no monetary excuse that you could throw out. It's all bullshit. So, if you sit here and tell me hmm. that you can't make money without being a four, I think you made more money than being a over. <laughs> you can, but like I said, Lauren <laughs> I Hill made more money than Trina. Yeah, she did. Lauren Hill made yeah. more money than the City Girls. Lauren Hill made more money than Lil Kim, and I've never seen her nipples. True. I don't even know if Lauren Hill got a fat ass. Couldn't tell you. So, whatever you you can't say shit sh- until you show me how Lauren Hill made all this money. Don't tell me you can't do it. You can. The gatekeepers decided. I mean, you're right. Bad I mean, gatekeepers. Yeah. You know, to, to, with the word how do you ad? even sell that argument? You see what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what I'm saying. They sold that argument to us that, well, you this know. is what's selling. So yeah. this is what we're pushing. Right. I'm telling you that it's
1: bullshit. Right. And, and it cost them the labels. It cost them the industries when they decided to push that issue. And like you said, you can't. Like, there's no data that somebody can present that shows that this is actually what people want. No,
0: no. What they're doing is is um, they're trying to justify to. stereotypes about black people. They want a lot of the gatekeepers, are not us, and they want people to believe what they believe. And if you believe that we're ignorant and violent and sit around and make babies, then you're going to think that the kind of music we want is ignorant and violent and about fucking. But what I'm telling you is that the history has shown that we're not just that. And history has shown that Common Sense, when he is pushed with the same, when you put Common Sense out there with Lil John, Common Sense Records did just as well. Mm-hmm. There is a light that shines, special That song did just as good as anything Lil John dropped in that era. Lil John had more, he had more to offer, you know. He was hitting you back to back to back to back, and he had production to go on with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, Common Sense, Lauren Hill, J. Cole, they're making money too, you know. The yeah. gatekeepers can push that. And I know also people do what you tell them to do. If you let me in any club for, you let me do six weekends in any club, I can turn your Change crowd. Face. I can turn your crowd. Right. So part of it is what they like, but the other part of it is what I tell them to like. Mm-hmm. And they can't do it on the first time. I got to be there for a while. They got to get to know me and trust me. And once they trust me, I tell them what to like. And if I want them to like disco, I would have this because I'm turned up, listen to Sheik Good Times. <laughs> In six weeks, <laughs> but I need six weeks because I right. got to train them. Mm-hmm. And what we're dealing with is years of training. We got turned over six years; took six years mm-hmm. to turn us off from conscious music. You see what I'm saying? But it wasn't that we were just turned off from it. I mean, shoot, we were very proud when Queen Latifah made "You and I." Why? Who you calling up? Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. nobody was sitting around saying, this ain't going to work. Cause they knew that shit was going to work. It was empowering. Okay, so if if we look
1: at it from that perspective, and, you know, like I said, this is just me playing devil's advocate. So we look at the positive, because hip-hop went through a few phases early on before it got to shoot them up, bang, bang, that mm-hmm. it is now. Because it's been this way now almost – Probably, what, 20 years now? Because I would say the early 2000s.
0: Yeah, it's it. almost been this way exclusively for 20 years. Yeah. So, and we look at the period where we had. This is when the Bad Gatekeepers came into play because when we were making our own music, like, the first songs that came out was just the, as natural as it gets. This is hip-hop in its natural form. This is what, what they made in their hood, and it was put out for the masses. Mm-hmm. You heard what they were talking about. Nobody bragging. No girl bragging about, um, you know, they were taught at the time the girls who were rapping were taught to be classy, not, you know, whorish. So they didn't present a whorish um, right. image, you know. Um, the dudes didn't want to appear to be thugs. They would rap about not being thugs. I don't think I'm bad, don't box or no karate. Just an MC to put the boogie in your body. You see what I'm saying? Like people didn't brag about doing crimes. They talk. They tried to keep you away from crime. Chop shot the kid. I still hear him scream. Right. You know. Not. I was shooting at the police. Right. You know. And um, so, this is where we were naturally before they came and before anybody came and touched hip hop. This is not what we were about, because of the end of the civil rights movement. Just yeah, just hip period hop. in general. Even all this stuff was still going on the hood. You still had people, you know, getting mugged here and there and every now and then you heard a song about it, but it's nothing condoning this. Only talking about how awful it was. Hip hop was
1: what was after the civil rights movement. And when I You're right, that, it was
0: it it seventy if you say the first, you know, hip hop seventy two, seventy four. Right. That's immediately following the civil rights era. It should have, um, it should have been used as that. It was until I, yes, until bad gatekeepers got a hold of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about this: the same when when we made our music, we didn't talk about drugs and gun and shooting, and so who who perpetuated this myth that that's what we need in our music? It's the, the only the, the only kind of music that you
1: need a clean version for. Why? The, the same people who put it in movies and it was just a different um, because the 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 person was actually telling his own story. So you know in the movies they make us p- pimps and other the stupid shit. Right. Back then and that's right. specifically the time period that we talked right. about. Right. And they right would try before. to tell you
0: Right, the same yes. people when they had control of the movie industry, the only yes. time you saw a black person, he was holding a gun, yes. holding a knife, raping Something. somebody, or standing in a lineup. So, of course, if they get control of the music that we play, they're gonna do the same thing to us. And they'll tell mm-hmm. you that Bill, the Cosby show would never work. Then right. somebody finally puts out the Cosby show, and what is it? The <laughs> biggest TV show ever. Ever. And nobody, there's no single parent. Right. No gang, culture. None of it. None of that. Right. So what do we really want? How do we really want to entertain ourselves? We want to see ourselves doing well. But they keep right on trying to paint pictures of us doing our worst. Mm -hmm. So you get the bad. Right. You give them, you give other people control of what you listen to and what you see. They will only paint you in the worst light. And when we're in control of it, Bill Cosby owned that show. So he controlled what mm-hmm. Bill Cosby looked like on that show. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he made sure that Bill Cosby didn't look like a thug. Bill Cosby didn't look like the rapist that he was outside of the show. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't go on show talking about, yeah, I got my drugs for the weekend. Where they stay You know what I'm saying? Like, But yeah. today-
1: and as a doctor, he could have.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that says all that then. But right. there was no pushing that. I mean, Theo you know found a joint in the on the Cosby show, he didn't go smoke it. No. You see what I'm saying? Right.
1: And you know, one thing that helped the Cosby show propel to the level it was at, because we're talking prime time TV. Mm-hmm. How did he get or they get the sponsorship for that? Bill Cosby, man.
0: What leads me to,
1: like, Bill? So. You got to think
0: Bill Cosby was the first black person to star in a primetime sitcom, in a, in a, like, um, it was an I Spy, wasn't that Bill Cosby? Yeah. And um. Right, 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 right. So he had already, he had already been the TV it was darling. There, you yep. know what I'm saying? It's just Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier and Harry Harry Belafonte. Yep. It was the only black people, black men, in that King Cole. And Bill Postman you know, was
1: kind of dark-skinned. Right. Which was surprising.
0: Right. But, but you know, they the gatekeepers let him in. Why? He know how to walk the walk and talk the talk. And then when you get in there, like, here's the deal. You know how to get, when you can walk the walk and talk the talk, you disarm white people or whoever's holding the key. Absolutely. And then once you're in and the guard's down, they're like, oh, that was nothing to be scared of. Mm-hmm. He's a good So they mess with you. And they right. think you're a good one when, when what you all all you are is just like all the rest of us. You see what I'm saying? We're all good ones. You see, you see what I'm saying? But they don't know many. So first of all, they're not going to feel comfortable enough to get to know you when you don't walk their walk talk their talk. Absolutely. It's not like you can't walk your own walk and talk your own talk, but you have to be able to talk theirs too. For them to feel comfortable enough to get to know you to the point to realize that you're not gonna kill them, absolutely. And the same thing, um, you know, vice versa. When white people find themselves in a in a black environment, it takes black people a little bit of time to develop trust with that white person. But once the white person's down, mm-hmm. we, we you know, right. we, we have let them in too, and they're and they're in forever. <laughs> <laughs> We've been all over the place, yeah. right? We all over here <laughs> talking about Bill Cosby. But but it's you know, it's real though. The gatekeepers let him in and he came in and painted a great picture of us. Yes. You know what I mean? Even through his comedy. Yeah, and, and it opened the door for there to be other <laughs> good pictures of us. You know, like um, you know, just think about it. You know, the next the next thing they had after after the Cosby show was they brought two two seven. Like, you can't have black people living that good and knock these <laughs> niggas down a peg. You right. know what I mean? That's and all
1: it that was. 227 was in the Two, early
0: 90s. It was, yep. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was just the, the probably me, attempt to make sure that, hey, those doctor, lawyer, pff, yeah, right. Yeah. 227 is the answer for that. That's the answer for what? You see what I'm saying? And there was nothing yeah. wrong with 227. They were good, you know dope the show the, the show had but even um, Family Matters was good you see what I'm saying but but it's because of the fact the Cosby show that you're able to have Family Matters
1: well I think that um, okay so during that time
0: period hip hop it was like when you go to the mid 90s everybody was messing with hip hop mm-hmm. like 102 Jams wasn't the number one um, station in Greensboro because they were just such a great station. There was also a time period when hip hop was the number one music in mm-hmm. the country, and right. you know, so it you know, white people and black people were listening to hip hop. You know, that's how Nelly is so popular still. You know, mm-hmm. because he was making hip hop during the time when it was the biggest thing in the country. So was Lil Jon. And you know on A track with um, Master Brooks P back again in. Back to Master P Yeah You know
1: Master P never had success Like that Outside of His own camp
0: though No well He was a, But But No Limit was, was It was a huge phenomenon though Like the whole movement Was across the board like Well when I heard that um, Master
1: P was buying his own records To boost the sales I said he got to be uh. I remember, I remember when walking in the record store, and No Limit had his own fucking section.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was because every artist had a whole album out. I know. Yep. Like, come on, some of that stuff, man. Like,
0: hey, that's that's a move that he learned from other savvy businessmen through the years. Hmm. You know. Yeah. The illusion, create the illusion of success. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Now like he's not the first person to go back and buy his own records up. No. To create the illusion of success. Heck no. You know man. what I mean?
1: Especially when you went sixty nine million, a hundred million up or something. Right. You know. Same. Cause they was not selling like that, man. Hey, man. It was selling. Know, all them artists went platinum. It was selling something else. And right. I was ringing it as the music. Right. All them artists <laughs> went platinum. So <laughs> That's what he was doing.
0: And <laughs> hey, you got dudes you never heard. Of. I remember the first time somebody asked me to play Soldier Boy before I heard of Soldier Boy from Atlanta. But Master B had a dude named Soldier Boy on his label. Okay. So I'm just like, Soldier Boy? No name. It. You wanna hear Soldier Boy? You know, right. I was like, what an I request. Yeah. So I'm looking too, like, do I have any Soldier Boy in here for no limit? You know what I'm saying? And they're like, Nah, he got the song about the dance. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, I ain't never heard that yet. This is before I, you know, before I knew. Right. I was like, My goodness, man, there were so many no name dudes, and they all went platinum. Yeah, you can't do that without somebody's warning Come on now, <laughs> everybody you know,
1: went platinum.
0: Yeah. But then, look, the other question, too, though, is when you have something that popular and that um, it was a novelty, you know, that that era was almost a novelty at the time, too. So you yeah. had some guys who were out to collect every No Limit release. Yes. Which helps, oh, you know, different. even when it's not good, you know, just to see I got all the No Limit stuff right here, yeah, you man. know, and, and people were into it like that. Then you know maybe you know maybe a lot of stuff did go platinum during the time when when you couldn't just download stuff right off of YouTube or you can't
1: you know. name one person out of your on ten years on this earth that has every album dropped by No Limit. No, I can't. Thank you. I can't name a person that has four.
0: <laughs> well, hold on. No, I take that back. Me <laughs>
1: yeah, as a DJ. Yeah, a certain D- tracks track. that you know you. No, I'm talking play. about. I
0: was on the no limit mailing list back in the day. I got oh. everything they made. You know what I'm you were saying? On the radio. Yeah, yeah, I was it on the radio different. then. You don't count. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was the first person to play Master P on the radio in Greensboro. Mm. <laughs> Nobody messing with that. You know, back then Greensboro was still um, so related to the North. You know, yeah. and you know, I remember my boy telling me about Master P. I remember when I gained respect for the movement. I was out. Um, used to have this reggae sunsplash type deal in Greensboro, and it would, everybody would be out all around the field where they had the reggae acts playing. I remember driving over there and just getting stuck in traffic, and every car was playing Master P. Hmm. And um. And then that track. What year was that? Ninety six, maybe. 96, 97. I think I don't. Maybe ninety seven. It was that. Hold oh, up! I can tell you because it was. I think the, the movie, album was already out, but he hadn't like you know he hadn't dropped nothing yet. But the movie um, helped it. About it, about it was. The you song know, or
1: the movie about
0: it. The song when the song like I remember being out there and playing that song. Somebody the car in front of me dropped that joint. And he had a loud system. And I just remember the street just shut down and turned to a party right there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is something. I got to play this on the radio. Mm. Like, you know, so I, I had to go. And, and I didn't even have a clean version. I memorized the song so I could cut the curse words live on the radio. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, but but when I played it though, I can't remember over. what I heard first. The, the either,
1: I, I think I heard. I don't know. I think I saw the
0: movie first. I didn't see the movie first. The um, like I heard the, I heard the the album. The album that had about it, about it, and um, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, man, man, I can't remember the name of that song, man. But he had some dope joints on that first album. <clears throat> some real good stuff on there. The first album that I heard, it was about two or three songs that I could just pull out and play at any party. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No Limit Soldiers, I thought I told you. Woo! Yeah, man. It was It was just hard. You know what I'm saying? Hardcore. But it wasn't polished at all. You know what I'm saying?
1: If he drops something right now, it's probably not polished.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw the movie. I, I I saw the movie before I heard the music. I, the movie didn't come out until
0: 97. Man, let me tell you something, man. Master P made some of the most god awfulest movies I've ever seen in my life.
1: That movie changed my life though.
0: And if you can no, sit and watch it. No, but that's the one Friendly! Yeah. that was the best. That was probably the best one, yeah, but they just got worse and worse and worse and worse right. and worse. You bumble, what do you mean? You bumble, little. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I it's funny. I be remembering. I remember lines from that movie. Why, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I ain't seen that one in a minute, but that, that movie changed my life. I knew when I the first time I saw that movie, I knew I was gonna make a movie.
0: Yeah, you ever seen Choices 3 6?
1: Uh no, I didn't see the whole movie. Yeah,
0: I didn't yeah, see check that one out, man. Every every everybody had a movie back in the day, man.
1: Choice, three Six Mafia movie came out when that came out what uh, early, early 2000s? early two
0: thousands. Yeah. Yep. Everybody had a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody
1: dibbled and dabbled with movies and music. Yeah.
0: And, um, I'm trying to remember these boys from Florida. They had a like that movie was pretty good, man. I can't remember the name of it. So, sure, you don't remember the movie about um, the kids going to East
1: Carolina called Jukes. Uh uh-uh. uh. They went to East Carolina to play on football scholarships, but they didn't have money to eat with. So, they started doing jukes, uh, robberies, and stuff. ECU didn't want the movie to come out. Uh, they, they had a premiere, you know. That
0: sounds dope, man. Yeah. I College played jukes. in the movie. Um, you know, of course, I played a drug dealer. <laughs> I killed an informant in the movie and his mama. I didn't know prop guns were so loud. Hell yeah! I was like, thought I shot the dude for real. (laughs) (laughs) Now we doing the
1: stage play and the lady supposed to kill herself and we kept telling her, "Don't point the gun at yourself." Yeah. She, She thought it was a game
0: and pointed that prop gun to like right here and it took some skin off, huh?
1: Took some hair off
0: Yeah boy For real Them things ain't no joke man Yes indeed Hey look We got all the way from We're gonna have to change the name of the title Of this one Because you know We we talked about good stuff Yeah But but we didn't stay anywhere near Female NFC's I think it's gonna have to You know We're gonna have to call this one The Gatekeepers Alright we can go with that You know what I'm saying The Gatekeepers Where are they Who are they And what are they doing You know it was it was something else that we said too. I can't remember. We I don't know. We've been it
1: like three times.
0: Yeah, we've been all over the place with it, man. Right, but but it's all tied together, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, what it comes down to is, you know, we get what they what they're allowing right now, but don't be fooled. This is not this is not who we are, and it's not what we choose when we're given an option without anything being presented to us. When we just say, hey, what am I going to consume? And nobody's steering you one way or the other. We don't pick drug dealer um, stories and crime stories and sex stories. and love We pick uplifting. We pick um, party. We pick, now we do pick money. <laughs> but, you know, when we choose on our own, we don't choose things like, you know, the things that make us look bad. Right. When it's up to us and us alone, we have a choice for what we're going to consume. It doesn't look like like the things that are presented to us to eat. Right. You know? Kind of like, yo, if, they, if you let somebody else feed you, you're going to eat a hot dog every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And this music is hot dogs. It tastes all right. But you know you'll be dead it did much earlier than you're supposed to be if you keep consuming this, cause it's not good for you. And that's good. That's kind of where where I am with it. You gotta gotta have a salad every now and then too. And the salad is your public enemies and all that stuff. Something that can keep the bad stuff from killing you so early. Hmm. You gotta have some balance. We don't have the balance.
1: <clears throat> this Crazy. Music,
0: man. Yeah, this music get you high blood pressure. You know what I mean It's not for the weak (laughs) Right Right You know I think that might be it Yeah man That's it man Hey Watch who you let Control your gate Hmm. You know We allow gatekeepers Right. Right And we don't have to Have a bad gatekeeper In our presence You know We don't have to allow them To choose What we consume Message. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, somebody got to get the key. Somebody got to get the key and do the job. Like here on the Capital City Podcast. We're not going to give you a whole lot of ignorance. (laughs) <laughs> that was dope. Indeed, man. You ready to get out of here? Hey, let's yes, do it, sir. man. It's Capital City Podcast. I'm your main man, Capital J, alongside DL Glass. Indeed. We'll see y'all next week. You can hear this in any of our other podcasts on anywhere that you get your streaming done. And we're always streaming on TV.com.